Women Taking the Lead, episode 97. Life is this moment, how you feel about it. So how are you doing? How are you doing right now? Are you enjoying your life? Because it's this moment. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Cloris Kylie, who is a performance coach and branding expert. She helps coaches, authors, consultants, speakers, and other service-based professionals expand their client base through the power of social media, mass media, webinars, speaking, blogging, podcasting, and networking. Cloris has been featured on television and radio, and her articles have been published on websites with millions of followers. Cloris, that's fantastic, and I know it's just a little overview, uh, so if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Well, Jody, you know, like everybody, I've, I've struggled with, uh, you know, many things, life changes and, and job changes. And I would say, uh, I, I think I started out not being that confident about my abilities. I remember when I started my business, I had uh, just left uh, my corporate job, which um, wasn't as secure as I thought it was. Even though I left voluntarily, I realized that, you know, that that picture that had been painted for me when I was growing up that, okay, you get a job and then you kind of stay with that same company until you retire and then that's it, you know, that's your life. That wasn't it. So there were so many unknowns and I just remember feeling really scared and uh, and just wondering, can I really do this? Can I really pull this off? And uh, I've had uh, several times in my career as an entrepreneur in which I have uh, I've had self-doubt and I wonder if I can make it happen, especially when I change things in my business. But I always go back to those notes I took, you know, back when I when I took that leap and decided to to become a small business owner. And, and I see those notes and those values and that has remained the same. And uh, it's, it's important to, for me to see that, yes, I keep the same values and I keep the same love for for just having control over what I do and having my small business. Like I remember back in the day when I first started out, I was putting down ideas of uh, businesses that could start and one of them was a gift basket business. So uh, you know, consider that. I considered all kinds of different ideas and just kind of uh, went through all of them and decided what didn't work, what worked. And the first thing I started out you know, wasn't that great. Um, but then I learned. And I think that's something that I'd like to, to tell you and everybody. Just, you know, it's, it's okay to make mistakes because at least it shows that you're taking action. If you were not doing anything, then everything would be the same. It wouldn't it would be fine. Maybe you wouldn't have any, any challenges, but then you wouldn't grow. And if you're not growing, then you're not living really. Mm, Oh my goodness. Your story um, very much mirrors my own somewhat. Um, Because I remember, you know, when I was younger, the thought that I would get a job and have that job forever. 
right? That's what my father did. That's what I saw other adults in my neighborhood doing. And I went into mutual fund operations right around the time when the banking and mutual fund industry, there were tons of acquisitions going on, right? So it definitely was not secure. It was not stable. And ultimately, I ended up being outsourced. Mm -hmm. My position was outsourced to another company. But by then, I was ready. I was ready to make the transition anyway. Right. And so it was perfect timing and also can totally relate to you in where you were starting your business. And, you know, I I look back on that time and what I wanted to create in the world and, you know, it's evolved, but the the core values and the mission hasn't Mm -hmm. like that stayed the same. And it also has been a roller coaster ride, right? There are still times when I feel self doubt. Mm-hmm. Can I do this? You know, is this what I'm meant to be doing? You know, I think of when um, my family members were went back to school and they were under so much stress because they constantly had to be studying and passing tests. And <laughs> I had an epiphany while I was working out this morning. Like I feel like it's like that all the time for me. Right? <laughs> I'm constantly studying. I'm constantly feeling like I need to pass a test. So <laughs> that can that can wear on you a lot emotionally, but it's part of the reason why I love talking to women like you who have some similar experiences, um, who who are up to the same things in the world, because I find that by talking to other people, it settles my nerves and it gives me more confidence and I don't feel like I'm going it alone. Love it. Um, Yeah. And it sounds like you've also gotten to that place where you've built up some confidence. It sounds like, you know, networking is something you're very good at. And we chatted about that a little bit Mm -hmm. in the pre-show and it's in your bio. So you've definitely been able to probably stabilize a little bit the highs and the lows. And you've definitely gained confidence in your business. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Well, I would say when we are in that situation that, you know, we're playing small, we are not aware of it. That's why we're doing it. It's, it's something that you do subconsciously. Um, so I would say when, when it was time for me to, to leave my, left my job and um, I, I was looking for other jobs in the meantime, not knowing exactly what I wanted. And um, I remember going to interviews and, and kind of like secretly hoping I wouldn't get the job <laughs> because I, I wasn't sure what I wanted. And even when things were going well, I was kind of doubting myself and um, asking myself, you know, am I going to get this and am I going to succeed? Um, and it was a, a constant kind of doubting my own abilities. And I think it, it came from the root cause that maybe that's not what I wanted to do. Like I remember going um, for this interview um, at a bank and I realized from the moment I stepped in the bank, that that wasn't that culture just wasn't a good match for my personality and what I'd like to do. You know, they told me, oh, yes, you know, you have to, you know, hide all your stuff under the desk and, you know, nobody can see it. It has to be perfect image and you have to wear this and that and uh, nobody can see you eating anything at your desk because that's not, not professional. And I just was feeling like somebody was just putting me in a cage, um, honestly, like, okay, this is not right. And at that point, there was that strong gut feeling that told me this is not for you, you know, this is not for you. And I didn't listen to it. 
And it's because of that, you know, when we're playing small, we don't have that confidence to listen to our gut feeling. So um, I pretended that everything was good. And I said, okay, yes, that, that sounds great. And uh, mm. I was lying, of course. So then after a while, they called me and they, they said, yeah, you got the job. And that was like the worst news I could have ever gotten because I felt that if I if I was offered something, I had to take it. And that's another way that we play small without realizing it, that we feel obligated to the things that don't resonate with our true self just because we don't have that, you know, that confidence. And um, I remember saying yes. I said, okay, I'll, I'll take the job and, and just being like physically ill, like I didn't, I said, oh my God, what's, what's happening next? And what am I going to do with my life? And, and that's when like something I woke, like, or, yeah, I woke inside of me and I said, what are you doing? You know, and um, I called, I remember I called the company, the bank, and I said, you know what, I changed my mind. <laughs> and it was really weird, which is something that happens. You know, I, I say, when you're going to make a decision, give yourself enough time to really make that decision because it was worse. It was worse to call and say, I changed my mind. You have to, you know, start the whole process of recruiting again, rather than saying right from the start, you know, sorry, but this is not for me. Um, so um, I learned that lesson and, you know, thank goodness I said no to that and just moved on. But, you know, I tell you, um, first of all, kind of take a step back when you're doing something that doesn't feel right and ask yourself, you know, is, is, is in my gut feeling uh, telling me what I have to do? And if you need to give yourself time to think about it and to make a decision, then do so because you have the right to take as much time as you need to make any decisions in life. Mm, amen. I'm so glad you said that and really underscored your story with that, because as you were telling your story, like inside, I was cringing because I can't tell you, Cloris, how many times I've done something or said yes when it didn't feel right to me because I was concerned that it would inconvenience the other person. Right. Or a group of people. And so I went along with things I didn't want to do. I Jobs, I said yes to jobs I didn't want to take because, you know, I didn't want to back out after I've, I had already agreed. You know, it felt like breaking a commitment and that wasn't something you did. It was just, oh my gosh, I'm like <laughs> listening to you getting emotional, like really emotionally involved because I'm like, I think that's so important. And I see not every woman, but I see a lot of woman, women do that where they put, they say yes when they want to say no because they don't want other people to think badly of mm -hmm. them or they don't want to inconvenience other people. And they pay such a tremendous price mm -hmm. in their own happiness and well-being by doing that. That's right. And every time you uh, sacrifice your own well-being, you know you're sacrificing the well-being of those around you. Because if, if you don't feel good about yourself and about what you do, then how can you really help anybody? You know, you, you, you cannot do it. You cannot do it emotionally. You cannot do it physically, probably, because your body will feel the effects of doing something that doesn't resonate with, with you and your true self. So, um, I mean, if, if you really care about those around you, you still you have to care about yourself first. Yes, I'm laughing because I'm starting to suspect that there are so many cranky people in the world because it really is just people who haven't said no. Right. right? That's true. Right. Or tolerating things that they're they're 
inside they're angry about, but they continue to stay in the situation or go along with what's happening for whatever reason. And then they become cranky and that just spreads to everyone around them. Completely agree, Jody. (laughs) All right. Now, Clara, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Well, Jody, I think any moment at which I have experienced a result that I wasn't expecting <laughs> has been a wake-up call to become a better person. And I think we have all experienced that. But the one that comes to mind um, that actually changed the course of my business was a networking meeting, which is something, you know, can we, we think of mundane, oh yeah, networking meeting. And, you know, I was really proud of myself because I thought I had this uh, great uh, website and uh, social media and, oh, you know, you know, everybody knows what I do now. And it's it's wonderful. And uh, I remember, remember having just changed all my messages thinking that that was specific enough. And at the time, I didn't know that I wasn't being specific. I still wanted to, to be there for everyone. I wanted to help everyone and I wanted to uh, com- produce content that kind of pleased everyone. And I think yeah, that happens to all of us women. We want to please people, um, or at least we tend to want to do that. So um, I kind of carried that into my business. And um, I remember this woman approached me and it was first time meeting her. And, and then she told me, oh, yeah, I checked your website, actually, because I knew you were going to be here today. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. And then she goes, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> After she's already looked at your website. That's right. And after I was so proud of having made all those changes and just being really clear about it. And then I went ahead and I explained what I did. And uh, she gave me this look that she still didn't understand what I did. So um, that's when I said, okay, this is just not working out. What I'm trying to say that, you know, that I help people, you know, in what ways, how exactly do I help people and what people like what, who exactly do you want to help Cloris? And that really changed what I did. It changed the way I conveyed my message and what I do. And as a result, you know, I, I saw the, the results in my business. I saw you know, many more clients contacting me because they actually knew whether I could help them or not. So I think that's something I will always remember and will always thank her, thank her for not knowing what I did and for saying that to me because it kind of like triggers something that uh, made me realize that, yes, I wasn't following the best path and I could not please everyone. I had to select my target market, a group of people who, who could really benefit from my knowledge and then really say that and not hide it, you know, not pretend that, yeah, I'm here for everyone. Mm, I used to describe that look as like that puppy dog look. You know how puppies, when they don't understand, their head goes to the side <laughs> and they just look at you like, what? Like that would happen when I'd go to networking meetings. People would ask me what I did and I would give the answer and I'd get that look like that, <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> and and since then, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, and I, I've also done the work myself, they say niche until it hurts, mm-hmm. where you feel like you are excluding 99.9% of the population, then, then you are ready for business because people will know exactly what you do and who you serve. And it's easier to find those people. Well, actually, it's easier for those people to find you. That's correct. That's correct. That's why I always talk to Dorothy. Dorothy is my avatar. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she is that woman who wants to start her business or is already in business, but doesn't have a way to be visible. 
and she has wonderful content and, and a message to share. But somehow, you know, a couple people only visit her website and she has two readers on her blog and, you know, somebody who, who has a lot of value to offer, but she feels that she's just being um, kind of buried in the sea of messages that we are exposed to every single day because it's just so competitive out there. And, and um, I know her struggle because I experienced that as well. So when I write a blog post, when I create a new uh, podcast, when I do anything, when I create a new program, I think of Dorothy, okay, would she like it? Would this be of value to her? And then I do it for her. And of course, Dorothy represents everybody who I can really bring value to. And that's, that's how you you build a strong platform and a strong foundation that you need to have a successful business. Oh, that's perfect. And Cloris, what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead, right? We all have different strengths. We all have different personalities and preferences. So we're all going to lead differently. And that's actually a great thing. Mm. So how would you describe your leadership style? I would describe it as a, a leadership style of inclusion because I feel that it's easy to believe that you know everything and uh, that's not true. And just realizing that first and then being able to have an open mind to listen to what other people have to say will make you a better leader. And um, also to, to remind you that you don't have to be in a formal position of leadership to be a leader. I mean, every single day when we're out there talking to people and inspiring other people, we're being leaders. You know, when we share a post on LinkedIn, we're, we're leading, we're sharing our content. And um, those are opportunities to really listen. And when somebody has something to tell you, even if it's critical, it's important that you listen to it and ask yourself, you know, is there, is there any truth in this? Even though it might be a little bit hurtful, you know, and uh, instead of getting offended, you know, what can I learn from it? And how can I grow as a person as a result of this? So I would say um, a, a, a sign of a true leader, of a good leader, is a leader who can wake up every morning and say, you know, I think I'm a better person than I used to be. And that's the goal. It doesn't matter how, you know, you, you don't have to be perfect or to have it all figured out today. It's just a matter of feeling that every day that goes by, you feel that you're a little bit better. And that's what I do. So I like to include people. I like to listen to people. And um, there's something also very, very important when you're a leader. And that's to be honest and transparent with what you do. Because once you have a high level of integrity and, and uh, authenticity, then uh, you become just a, a, a very well-liked leader and somebody that pretty much gains followers without even trying. Mm, that I love that. That is perfect. That's the leader I'm, I'm striving to be. <laughs> you know, I, I have integrity, I'm authentic, but there is a level of it mm. um, I want to achieve. And I, I actually do want to go back to um, your first descriptor as a leader is being open to feedback yeah. and inclusive. I think that's so critical. And, and you, you brought up a scenario I think a lot of us um, experience and struggle with is when we're receiving critical feedback mm. and how important it is to just breathe through it and listen. You know, you don't have to deny it mm. and you don't have to, you know, accept it per se, in the moment, but to breathe through it and thank the person for giving it to you, because then you can analyze it and find out, okay, how true is this? Or is this only in this scenario, right? You can, you can start to unpack it 
a little bit, but you know, I'm, I, I love the saying we teach people how to treat us. Mm. And if we're defensive or if we argue with someone who's giving us uh, critical feedback, people will stop telling right. us, you know, what we might need to know. And then we don't have those opportunities to learn and grow because we're not getting that feedback. Feedback is so important to be able to see yourself through other people's eyes. Exactly. So that Oh, go ahead. I completely agree. And uh, I would say, Jody, that extends to all feedback. I would say even when we get positive feedback, sometimes we're tempted to stop the person because, you know, we don't want to feel like we're in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Well, let's change the subject, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is so important. Thank you for bringing that up. It's so important to accept compliments and acknowledgement. Um, somebody said to me one time, and it was, uh, it, it rang so true that when people are complimenting you or acknowledging you, that what they're doing is giving you a gift. And if you shut them down, what you're basically saying to them is, I don't want your gift. Yeah. It doesn't have any value to me. So again, it's important to breathe through the compliments <laughs> as well <laughs> and to say thank you. Right. Because it, it sometimes it takes something for other people to stop and acknowledge mm. and they feel good doing it. And if you shut them down, they're less likely to give you compliments going forward. I completely so. agree. Yeah, that is beautiful. I would say gratitude is, is a must for any leader or for anybody really to to be happy. Mm hmm. And Cloris, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Well, I'm really excited about the launch of Lead Generation Academy is my new course. It has um, you know, a lot of comprehensive information on that, on how to boost your visibility as an expert and how to build that list, which is something that many of us are lacking. You know, we, we have maybe a strong presence in social media, but are those people part of your captive audience? Can you really reach them when you want? That's that's the power of having a list. So I created this program in six weeks. It has online training and group coaching uh, to, to help people get to that point at which they know the best approach they can use to build their platform and their list. And part of that is a two-day live event called a client attraction bootcamp that I'm going to be holding in Connecticut. So I'm really excited about that. It's, it's my first you know two-day live event. So it's, it's super exciting, a lot of work, but um, totally worth it though like just think about it I think that's that's the best part of the process oh that's really cool when is the two-day live event it's on May 21st and 22nd in the Hartford area so um, it'll be filled with uh, not just content though but mastermind like exercises which I think mm -hmm. is so important to get that feedback from people and you know being a, a member of two masterminds I just see how how essential that is. You know, somebody tells you, yes, this works, it doesn't work. And if you feel that support and feedback from people, it can really make all the difference. Oh, my gosh, this is really exciting because being from Maine, very rarely do I hear about opportunities for training and development that are happening on the East Coast. Right. Never mind in New England. Right. Very, very <laughs> rare, maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting that you're right in Connecticut. Um, so for, and for those who are listening, who are in the New England area, this is something that they could easily go to and drive to. Definitely. I hope to see you there. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of learning. And uh, yeah, I look forward to it. 
And is there a link on your website to the Lead Generation Academy or does it have it, its own website? Actually, it's right there on my website homepage. If you go to cloriskiley.com, that's C-L-O-R-I-S-K-Y-L-I-E.com, you'll see it. There's a link to um, to get some free training uh, that that is based on Lead Generation Academy. There's sort of a webinar that you can access. So you get at least the the basics of how to build a system to expand your client base. And then it also has information about Client Attraction Bootcamp, which is the live event. So all of that is there right there on the homepage. Oh, and that's really great. I was listening to an interview, another, well, I was listening to another podcast earlier today, um, and a very well-known person um, with huge followings on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, was sharing how social media, the conversion rate, and the ability to attract clients on social media is so minuscule. Mm. Um, And he was pointing to that if you're going to create goals this year. Don't create goals for growing your social media following. I mean, do that as a part of what you do, but don't have that be your focus. Your focus should be on your service offerings and your list. Right. Because the the ability to gain clients through list building and emailing, because that's how we let our, our, you know, we were talking earlier about our perfect clients or our avatars. Mm the ability to get in touch with them so much easier through email than it is through a Facebook post. That's correct. And you never know. I've had clients actually whose uh, Facebook accounts were shut down and uh, they don't know why. (laughs) They were posting their ads and then all of a sudden they get a message, your uh, Facebook page has been shut down and, you know, it's impossible to get an answer. They just say, sorry, you, 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 you broke our policies. And then mm-hmm. what? So you lost all your followers and, you know, what do you do next? So you don't really uh, want to be in the, you know, the hands of somebody else to really, you know, have a bit of control and the power of your business. So having your own list is like having control. You know, you have your audience there, you know, you have um, power over how often you communicate with them. And it's just, uh, it changes the game, really. Mm, Sure does. All right, Clarice, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that you have that helps to make you a better leader? It's the practice of of taking a risk and getting out there because sometimes you're not ready. You feel like I I wait another day to do that first video, but you just do it, (laughs) get it done and just roll with it. And it's not going to be perfect. But every day I get out there, I do something new and it doesn't come out that well the first time, but then it gets better and better. So I would say every single day, do something that is a little bit scary, that uh, challenges you a little bit more and that makes you grow as a person and as a leader. Mm, Doing something every day that scares you, stretches you, gets you to move your comfort zone a little further back. Correct. Awesome. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Well, I was actually thinking about the book while we were talking because it's it's so related to pretty much our whole conversation. And that is The Power of No, N-O, by uh, James and and Claudia Altucher. And uh, it's a book that I read, um, I I think it was a couple of years ago. And I had Claudia on my show, actually, because I love the book. It's like one of my top 10 books because it really shows you the importance of saying no. And um, it's written in such a way that you, you kind of, it's, it's a short read, it's kind of, um, it's fun, and you relate to it and you go, oh my God, it's true. I'm saying yes to all of these things that I don't realize that don't really match 
you know, who I am that are affecting me, affecting my health and my emotional being. So I just love that book. So it's The Power of No. The Power of No. I'm very grateful for you to, for sharing this book because I don't know, um, you probably don't know, but I've been sharing lately that um, I read, a friend shared with me a post by Chris Brogan. And every year he chooses three words that represent the themes for that year. So I went through the process and I chose my three words. And one of my words was no. <laughs> Said a little more politely than that in most cases, but I recognize that I needed to say no, thank you. Right. A lot more. Um, so this is really great. I'm going to add this to my audible cue and get that queued up. Awesome. And Cloris, what advice would you give your younger self? I would say to give yourself a little bit more time. And it's okay to give yourself the time and the space to make decisions and to do what is right for you. I made a lot of uh, decisions that I thought I, I was pressured to make, and that turned out to be not so good. If I just said, you know what, I need more time. I need time to think about this. I'm not sure, and not being sure is okay. Just just take the time you need to make a decision. And uh, you know, never do something that you don't want to do. I, I did so many things in my life that I didn't want to do just because I felt obligated, because society told me that was the way it was, um, maybe because of my own self, you know, definition of what was right and was wrong. And uh, that, that didn't lead me to, you know, happiness. And I wasted a ton of time, I think. So, you know, it's, it's time to um, just to be authentic, to give yourself the time you need and, and just to enjoy every second. I mean, uh, life is this moment and how you feel about it. It's something that I heard on one of the uh, Abraham Hicks uh, seminars, and it just stayed with me. Life is this moment, how you feel about it. So how are you doing? How are you doing right now? Are you enjoying your life? Because it's this moment. Mm. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Well, I love this quote that I actually shared on LinkedIn recently is, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. It's a Chinese proverb and it's so true because yes, maybe you wasted some time, but don't waste any time anymore. Just take action today. You know, what can you do today to make your life amazing and the life of those around you a little better? I love that because I think that's important. We get so hung up on, I was supposed to be somewhere else by now. I was supposed to be further ahead and we can get so involved in that way of thinking that we, t we wipe ourselves out mm. when, if we just hit the reset button and say, all right, I'm going to start now and I'm going to get back on track. Oh, so much more energy mm. and, a, and a much more positive frame of mind. All right, Cloris, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? The best way, Jody, is through my website. So they can go to cloriskiley.com. C-L-O-R-I-S-K-Y-L-I-E.com. And you'll see there's a lot of um, resources that you can use to expand your client base and to just to be visible out there. And you have eBooks. Um, there's one eBook that shows you the eight proven ways to boost your visibility. So that's, that could be your first step. And then some of the resources as you grow your platform that you can use, you know, starting today. And it is my goal and my, my site is as useful as possible. So I welcome any feedback, anything you'd like to see there. Um, because, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, to serve. And you'll listen. 
<laughs> which is what you said before. Lots of good stuff to be found on your website. And for you listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And if you put Cloris's name in the search bar, her show notes page will pop right up. And Cloris, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.